0: All right. News roundup information overload hour. Sean Hannity show toll free. It's 800 941 Sean. If you want to be a part of the program, uh, we were speaking about this early in the program today. And that is a week from today. I'm sorry, a week from yesterday. Uh, we're going to have these gubernatorial races, one in the Commonwealth of Virginia, the other being in the state of New Jersey. Now, New Jersey has, has elected liberal Republicans in the past. Um, you know, like Christy Todd Whitman and and Chris Christie and Tom came before that. Uh, not not strong conservatives, but the, probably the best you're going to do in the Northeast for sure. Uh, Emerson poll now out last week had the Republican, uh, Jack Citarelli now closing to within six points of the current governor, Phil Murphy. How Murphy... Who had the exact same executive order as Andrew Cuomo with nursing homes has not been held accountable is, is beyond any understanding that I have. Uh, by the way, this poll that I'm referring to, when you factor in undecided leaners, uh, Murphy's lead shrinks to four points. Now that poll was conducted ten days ago. The trend doesn't look good for Murphy. New York Post were pointing out Republicans demanding answers from Murphy uh, about his campaign staff revealed on hidden camera that he's concealing plans for broad vaccine mandates. after the upcoming election, now the video released by project Veritas shows Wendy Martinez, who works on Hispanic outreach for the campaign, telling an undercover reporter that Murphy would in fact implement, implement widespread mandates like California, but the plan can't be revealed right now. Uh, because it's about him winning. He's going to do it, but he couldn't do it before the election because independent and undecided voters are all into, you know, all the bleep my rights, bleep, bleep, Martinez adding, and they don't care if they kill everybody. He said he will impose the vaccine mandate, but right now it's about him winning. After Another campaign staffer, a digital manager, was asked by Project Veritas and an undercover reporter... About the governor's plans for the vaccine mandates. I think so. I think the problem right now is because it's election season. He's not going to have people say, Oh, we're going to have the mandate now. I mean, they're, they're basically admitting it. Um, let me play two cuts from James O'Keefe, Project Veritas. He's the founder, CEO of Project Veritas. He'll join us on the other side of this, but let's play these undercover videos.
1: Project Veritas has obtained hidden camera recordings inside Governor Phil Murphy's campaign, including from a senior advisor who admits to hiding information from voters until after the election in order to appeal to undecided and moderate voters.
2: Pero, ¿cómo si lo mandates? La vaccine mandates. Porque los y los The independent deciders would not vote for him if he did the mandate, Because they're into all that <laughs> my rights, my sh- and they don't care that they kill everybody. Well, that's, see, that's good to know then, that after he wins, then he'll do the mandates, yeah. the vaccine mandates. He will, but right now it's about him winning. It'll, it'll be
1: fine. This appears to be a top-down understanding. Matthew Urquio, a manager for New Jersey Forward, which is a campaign project funded by the Democratic State Committee of New Jersey, he echoes the same sentiment.
2: Do you think he'll do something about that, like the vaccine mandates and stuff?
1: I think so. I think the problem is right now, because it's election season, he's not going to have people say, like, we're going to have a mandate now. You know, for some something it's going to piss them off. I think once you know we have a win, it's like, all right, Guns blazing, like who cares? I mean, let's do the
2: mandates, let's do this the next way. So you think if he talks about mandates for vaccines now, he won't get elected because it's a lot of pushback?
1: But I think
3: there's some people that, you know, will might push back.
1: If politicians stood as firmly behind their stances as we're led to believe, then why do they feel the need to hide this information from voters? We look forward to hearing from the Phil Murphy campaign, and we look forward to releasing the next installment inside of Phil Murphy's campaign very soon. Once again, the senior advisor for Phil Murphy's campaign is not shy about hiding certain information from New Jersey voters. Before, it was about vaccine mandates. Now it's about the state allotment of taxpayer funds towards illegal immigrants. But if he if he talks about it, then it's going to be suicide for him. If he
2: does, if he doesn't renounce, right yes. Yeah. But we he's going to do it. Him, yeah, we need to just get him elected first. So what do you think? Do you think he'll give more money to the undocumented?
3: Um, I think there's definitely more aid, especially this will be his second
1: term. And the goal is to win even more seats in the legislature so that we can, like, just... Push, push through. Souverneur Murphy and his team seem to think that they cannot win re-election if they tell the voters what they actually believe. Of course, for voters to make informed decisions about who's elected, they have to know what they believe and what they're going to do.
0: All right, joining us now, the CEO, founder of Project Veritas. He's done it again. James O'Keefe is with us, sir. How are you? Hey,
1: Sean, how are you? All
0: right, let's walk through this. Now, this is fascinating because basically you have... A complete uh, disinformation, lying campaign that doesn't want to be straightforward and honest with the people of New Jersey. Uh, This guy, by the way, he had the exact same executive order, as did Governor Wolf in Pennsylvania, uh, as it relates to nursing homes and COVID. uh, Although only Cuomo was able to was bearing the brunt of that. But he did the same thing. The resulting deaths have been chronicled there as well. But let's get your insight into what we're hearing here.
1: Hey, Sean, so this is, this is um, a, a senior advisor, Wendy, inside the uh, campaign. You know, this is a, New Jersey is a purple state, it's a red state. Um, they're saying we can't tell the voters what's going to happen uh, when we win. We're going to institute vaccine mandates, and we're going to hide that from the voters because we can't win until we get elected. And I've done stories of you in the past, Democrats in red states uh, lying to moderate voters, but here she is on tape uh, saying that they cannot say these things until after Election Day. They have to win first, is what she's saying. And it's really a, a tale as old as time, the old bait-and-switch routine. But the difference is we, of course, caught them on hidden camera.
0: Well, I mean, this is the thing. Now, I see that the the Cedarelli campaign now released a statement that it shows Phil Murphy's campaign advisors revealing that as a secret plan to implement the statewide vaccine mandates of reelected, He won't do it before the election because it hurts him politically. Now, the Emerson poll was interesting to me because because that shows, you know, especially when you factor factor in undecided leaners. It's a four point race. If this goes viral, this does have the potential. And from everything I'm reading is the people in New Jersey that have seen this tape, they are pissed. They feel like they're being lied to because they are being lied to.
1: That's right, Sean. I mean, this has this, this, this already gotten local local media coverage. New Jersey 1. 1.5, News 12 New Jersey covered it. The campaign initially attacked me, uh, Sean. They sent me a, a legal letter threatening me with legal action saying that I was, quote, criminally harassing, unquote. His staff, <laughs> this is truly extraordinary. They're saying that I'm committed a crime by taking my microphone in a parking lot and asking Wendy questions.
0: Now, oh, wait, wait, hang on a second. Did that, did they never watch Mike Wallace, 60 Minutes, and the other six, Morley Safer and Harry Reisner? Did they never watch uh, To Catch a... What was, what was that Dateline show, To Catch a Predator, whatever it was called? Um, undercover video by, by people in journalism is done all the time.
1: I mean, I, I, I mean obviously, and of course, but... This is the era of doublethink, of uh, where facts and logic and justice just don't matter anymore. They just—it's about whose ox is being gored, and if you're on the wrong side of exposing certain types of information, they'll say things. So, Sean, this video comes out, and the campaign actually says that I'd criminally harassed people. Uh, then it comes out that the video of me asking Wendy what happened. And then the campaign has sort of walked that back quite a bit. But they actually sent me a certified legal letter trying to intimidate me from releasing this second installment saying that they can't say they're going to give money to illegal immigrants. So, so this is all happening. It's, it's getting blanket coverage in New Jersey, and now Governor Murphy has issued another statement. He's now on defense, and he's, and he's defending himself now and, and, and saying that, you know, well, this is, these are just people that don't speak for him.
0: Uh, this is going to be interesting because I got to imagine now that this, that everybody in New Jersey, I'm not sure what their early voting laws are in New Jersey, but assuming that there's a lot of day of voting that goes out there, this is going to impact this race because I think one thing that people more than anything else hate in a politician is a phony that acts one way in public and then behind the scenes acts a totally different way
1: yeah, this, you know. this is this is this is something that we can all agree. lying is always wrong, whether you're left or right. deceiving voters is if there's one thing that voters won't tolerate, it's being lied to. and and by the way, this is not my admission. Murphy initially said this was a, quote, far-right conspiracy theory. But it's not my theory. It's it's statements out of the words of his own senior advisor. And now Murphy's on defense in a major way. Murphy's saying, quote, this is just a few this is just a few minutes ago, quote, this video does not, depict any member of my team involved in public po- health policy. So he's really squirming. He's on defense. And this comes a day after, two days after he threatened me with, with, a, with a, that I committed a crime by, by doing journalism. We're not going to back down. We just released installment two, and we look forward to, um, you know, hopefully, Sean, you, you keep t- t- telling these stories because you're one of the only people who will.
0: All right, quick break. More with James O'Keefe, CEO, founder, Project Veritas. On the other side, 800 941 our number. Let's see which way the political wind is blowing. He asked the nursing homes to do the impossible. The nursing home operators told him this was going to be an impossibility in terms of keeping people
3: safe. It's saying that it's your call and governments can't mandate a vaccine uh, or, or no masking is akin to supporting drunk driving. It impacts both the person who's driving drunk But all the rest of us, do I believe that
0: government has a right to tell people they have to take a medicine? No, I don't. My job is to
2: provide information.
0: All right. More with James O'Keefe, CEO, founder, Project Veritas, exposing members of Governor Phil Murphy's staff, uh, talking about him implementing a a mandate uh, in the state of New Jersey, a vaccine mandate. uh, But he's not going to say it until after the election which is a week from yesterday, six days from now. You know, it's funny because I've watched you over the years, and I've watched you get sued a lot, and you've never lost a case. I don't suspect you will either. Um, I saw in one recent case. I won't get into the details. They're trying to say it's a political operation. No, it's, it's an operation to get to the truth. Now, states have very strict laws. You, let's just stay on the law for a second. And, for example, some states, you need two-party consent to make a recording, correct? Other states, one-party consent.
1: That's correct. Yeah, 38 states require one-party one
0: And, party and no state allows zero-party consent that I know of. No. In other words, no. you could just tape people uh, without their permission, correct?
1: No, that's correct, yes. It's legal in 38 states, and it's never never legal to do it with no one knowing. It's
0: legal, meaning one-party consent. One of the two parties decides they want to tape it. They're allowed to, but there's no no such thing as no-party consent. Uh, where people have a reasonable expectation of privacy, for example, like Kristen Cinema going to the bathroom. That's um, correct.
1: That, that, that's correct. Yes.
0: So the bottom line is you have every right legally to do it, and this was done in a one party state, is my understanding. So they don't really have standing here legally that I see.
1: No, and it's not they don't, but it's not about the facts or the law or justice or logic. It's it's a political show trial. They and and, and in the case you mentioned in D C that was involving Bob Creamer. We recorded him in D C which is another one party state to record, just like New Jersey. But this has nothing to do with justice or logic. This is just about planting a narrative in the media and, and putting, like, Trump on trial or it's a political trial. So I think the way to deal with these people is to just not back down. And, and we, we, you know, we, we, I call it lips-moving journalism because you can actually see their lips moving when they talk. And they will say I'm a right wing extremist. I'm not sure what they mean by that because I don't even I don't give you my opinion. I don't express my political views in this in the journalism that we do, Sean. So this this is
0: been and in, and in most cases, correct me if I'm wrong, that you will give out raw footage on your website. Is that correct?
1: In in, in some cases, I mean, we don't want to jeopardize our sources and, and and you know methods, just like any any journalist would. I was on the phone with Politico and uh, the Star Ledger, and they were asking me to to effectively hand over my hard drives. At the end of the day, Sean, these people will never be satisfied. Even if I release the raw footage, they'll ask for the raw, raw, raw footage. They're, they're sort of the conspiracy theorists because they don't believe their own eyes and ears. I'm looking at a headline right now. It says, Murphy campaign deflects Veritas video as, quote, dangerous conspiracy theory. And again, I'm not sure what Governor Murphy means by that. It's literally a video of her own, his own senior advisor saying, quote, Uh, You know my, you know my, their rights. They care about their rights. We need to get elected, and then we're going to do the things we can't tell voters that we're going to do. So it's about deceiving people. Their words, not mine.
0: You know, uh, it's going to be fascinating. We're going to show these videos tonight on Hannity nine Eastern on Fox. Uh, Great work, James O'Keefe, founder, CEO, Project Veritas. Always love having you on, James. Appreciate you being with us. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. you. Uh, Unbelievable. Eight hundred nine. Eight hundred nine four one Sean is our number. If you want to be a part of the program, all right. Twenty five now to the top of the hour. Eight hundred nine four one Sean. You want to be a part of the program? Uh, all right. As promised, let's get to our phones. Is it Rena? 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 I- is it I-Rena? There's no I. Rena. How are you? California. Glad you called.
2: Yes, thanks, Sean, so much. And I love what you just said to that girl because I was her before. So thank you for calling yourself Uncle Sean. Maybe it'll wake her up. But um, I'm calling from a parent's perspective as well. Um, I'm with the groups called Let Them Breathe and Reopen Schools. Yesterday, we had some footage um, of 63 kids that were just done with the mask. Um, They were actually all extracted from their respective classrooms, and and they were doing this in protest to support another child who was removed from school, straight-A student, one of the best kids at the school, and she just had enough with the mask here in California after Newsom lied yet again about what he's going to do with the mask. Um, He was supposed to, November 1st, look into removing the mask for the children. He doubled down on again on October 22nd. We have a preliminary injunction on November 8th. We are suing Newsom and the CDPH over this mask mandate. Parents and kids have had enough. Um, We have... uh, we have a, a large group of people um, in our groups that we're, we're just really tired with this. And then yesterday, with this vaccine getting approved by the FDA for five-year-olds, we know where this is going. Newsom's going to try to force all of our children to become experiments. Um, the FDA saying that, you know, we, we just got to see if it works. Um, that's kind of the way that they're going to be testing this. Other vaccines that have been mandated on children have gone through 10 to 20 years of testing. This one hasn't even been, you know, through the the animal trials. So um, we're just really getting fed up here. We're fighting back. It was a big breakthrough yesterday, uh, or two days ago rather, with those children because we actually had teachers walk out with them and administrators. So even the teachers are getting fed up um, seeing these children masked and forced every single day when we're watching people at stadiums, full shoulder to shoulder.
0: Rena, I'm listening very closely. Look, we went over the CDC data and, and we've been telling people nobody wants to, to hear us. We have done a deep dive. It's remember The mantra has always been follow the science, follow the science, follow the science, unless the science isn't convenient. Um, like monoclonal antibodies, nobody wants to even talk about it. Joe Biden's mentioned it a whopping one time. And we've had this now for over a year And that's why Ron DeSantis was able to, since the Delta variant became the breakthrough variant and fully vaccinated people were getting Delta. uh, Then he needed Plan B because he had done a great job protecting the elderly population down in Florida. And Plan B became monoclonal antibody centers. Joe Biden finally mentions it when he brings up his mask. uh, I'm sorry, his vaccine mandate speech. uh, And then he decides to ration it to red states when, when we don't even have a shortage of it. And other countries are buying plenty. So now DeSantis has to go out and spend his own money and get his own monoclonal antibodies, which, by the way, he did now. But the numbers are what they are. And I'm, I'm going to be very honest, Renna, that I'm glad my kids are older. I really am. Because I wouldn't want to be in the position that parents now, the the FDA authorizing the vaccine for elementary school kids, 5 to 11, All right, that'll lead likely to more mandates will be next. They won't say it. They do it. You know, this is exactly what they said to us. Nancy Pelosi, Fauci, Biden, Kamala Harris all said, oh, no, no, we're never going to mandate the vaccine. They lied anyway. So the numbers we have from our own government, 1.9 million kids we've chronicled age 5 to 11 have been infected with COVID. Of that number, 160 sadly, tragically have died. Uh, some of whom already suffered from serious underlying other medical conditions. So it's a rate of around zero point zero zero eight percent. That's what it is now. So does it make sense to mandate a vaccine for a disease that puts kids at at at, at very little risk, um, and they seem to have some natural immunity from the devastating impacts that older adults have, and then when you look at, for example, the flu, it's almost identical. If you if you go and you just check and you look at the years that uh, are similar, it's almost the exact same number of kids that will die from an average flu in an average year. So then why would we vaccinate people? How is this following the science? That's my question. I'll let you respond.
2: Here in California, empowered by this president, is taking is not only a disservice to our children's minds and bodies, but it's continued to subject them to these harsh parameters and circumstances And enforcing a vaccine that the FDA even admits, Hey, we don't know if it's going to kill them or not. We just got to test it out and see, um, this is crippling them. It's crippling their growth, their development. They're, I mean, they're going to start normalizing five-year-old heart attacks because this is what's happening to some of the children that have been test subjects in the 13 age bracket. So Um, it's impeding our children um, completely and it's a complete overreach of our government to do this as a um, you know emergency authorized vaccine this has never been done before to children so they usually go through a lot of years of testing before they can make this mandatory or mandate for education so there's going to be a lot of pushback we have the lawsuit um, we have our court date and hope to god that the judge sides with the parents and the children because this is Unacceptable to be doing this to children. There are, going to, there are going to be a lot of diseases caused, a lot of long-term effects. We don't know yet. They just don't have enough data on this. Um, so we're trying to implement no mandate Mondays throughout the school systems. Kids will be protesting back, so um, teachers will be joining them, and we're going to be doing this every Monday until they lift this.
0: Well, I, I listen. I understand parents. I think they have a right to be concerned. Uh, it's now approved, but I would expect a mandate to follow. And, you know, I think it's going to really cause a lot of heartache. And I look, we already see this happening with nurses and teachers and cops and EMTs and firefighters and our military. The, The the impact on the economy is real. Um, as far as I'm concerned, the Vax don't Vax debate has been had. And when you have so many professional people, and I'm especially irked by the the people that were frontline responders in hospitals that dove on COVID grenades every single day and worked in a COVID Petri dish every day. And now we're telling them that they've got to get a vaccine or we're just going to throw them out. Uh, But when people get to a point where they're willing to give up their salary and their benefits and their retirement, because they believe so strongly in something, I, I think at that point you've got to recognize if you wanted to talk them into getting a vaccine, that it's not going to work. Anyway, i got to run Eight hundred nine four one. 941 toll-free number if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, Tom is in Oregon. Tom, how are you? I'm
3: good. I'm good. How are you doing, Sean? Thanks for taking my call. Uh,
0: thank you for calling.
3: You betcha. Um, so what I kind of wanted to talk about is um, my wife is a Democrat. I'm a Republican. Uh, we own a small trucking company, a hotshot trucking company in southern Oregon and i And we have never been able to talk politics we just we get too passionate about it. Um, she's very smart, very witty and 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 i am and I feel the same way in in my beliefs um, but recently because of because of the economy and what we're seeing in fuel in our own company i mean she's she's getting it she has seen something that you know she's never seen before you know if it, it, we talk about it now, we can actually have civil conversations about it um you know it's about five hundred dollars extra um every week for our two trucks to to drive now and fuel and and that adds that we only have two trucks but that's two thousand dollars extra a month and that's off our bottom line or 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 more than that
0: my understanding is by the way trucking is doing really well right now because of the demand am i wrong
3: uh, trucking is doing really well, you know, and and for us, we the hot shot trucks, or we we take partials, so those are the things that that need to get get there overnight, and and we're staying busy.
0: But yeah. again, she, now, she you, is she's what? Good.
3: She she's seen the bottom line you know, slipping away a little bit, uh, a little bit more every day with,
0: with fuel. Well, the problem, yeah, I mean, look, you're paying, you're not going to make less money in your trucking business. If anything, the demand is greater. You actually have an opportunity probably to charge more than usual. But with that said, that's not, that doesn't offset how much more you're paying for fuel diesel to get your truck on the road, right? It, it right. doesn't offset how much more it costs you to heat and cool your house or or to fill up the tank in your in your personal car, uh, or everything that you're buying at every store that you go and purchase things. And, and this is now where the poor and the middle class have been hit the hardest. And these Democrats, oh, only rich billionaires and multi-millionaires and the rich, we're going to tax the rich. No, their policies, they, and this is the fallacy of socialism. They, they promise everything. The government's going to handle everything. And then you end up giving up uh, in the name of false security because they never fulfill their promises. You know, government, the same people that bankrupted Social Security and, and Medicare and and cracked open the lockbox and squandered it. The same people that can't keep law and order, the same people that destroyed your schools, the same people that said you'll keep your doctor care and save money. They're all full of crap. But it always ends up the same way. More poverty. Unfulfilled promises and then you lose your freedom in the process. And, you know, it's, it's like what I keep saying. I mean, did your wife not like Donald Trump? Did she not like his style? Did she, does she not now see that Trump's policies worked? Even if she doesn't like his style, I kind of like a combative style. I was born in New York. I'm, I'm more of a street brawler than, than your average Joe, but you know, a lot of people don't like confrontation like that.
3: Well, and that's exactly where she would come, come from. She, you know, she didn't like his style. I don't, I don't even think it, you know, it, it, it oversaw his policies. But she's seen that the policies now worked. Are, <laughs> worked. And, and, and also, the policies that went away just in spite of Trump, just because uh, he was the president, that's what's hurting us the most now. And and she is seeing that and we're we're actually we can have civil conversations about things like this.
0: You know, look, first of all, it's great for your relationship that you're having these honest, open discussions. I got to give props to her for being open minded to say, wow, you know what? His policies are better than my guy's policies. You know, she's she's not blinded by Democratic talking points and lies of the media. And and maybe it does kind of put in perspective Oh, those mean tweets that offended so many people aren't, aren't so bad after all. And everyone would feign their outrage. Oh, my God. The the media is the enemy of the people. He can't say that. He's, he's putting our lives at risk. I mean, it was every day. And I never saw any one politician come under more fire than this man. And no, yet sir. the policies made this country better. It made America stronger. The world respected us. China feared Donald Trump, I can tell you for a fact. So did Iran. So did North Korea. So did Putin and Russia. And they believed him when he said he would act. And when he got better trade deals and he got NATO to pay their fair share and he cut taxes and he kept his promises and limited bureaucracy and made us energy independent and built the wall and created stay in Mexico policies. I mean, all of this created an economic environment where the poor and the middle class in America thrived. And we had record low unemployment for almost every demographic group in the country, which we'd never achieved before. Now, listen to this guy last night.
3: My name is Joe Biden. I'm Joe Biden's husband. (laughs) The real reason I'm here tonight is my wife, Jill, teaches full time at Northern Virginia Community College. and terry's gonna be your boss <laughs> terry's the doesn't like to talk about how very much now but to win the republican nomination he embraced donald trump the new bridge will be built next to the 117 year old long bridge in arlington this will be dedicated corridor to passenger rail And reduce traffic bottlenecks and freight rail. It'll be a game changer. Vote, 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 vote,
0: vote. Anyway, appreciate the call, Tom. Thank you. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Hannity at 9 tonight. Set your DVR, Fox News Channel. I mean, Tom Cotton and Josh Hawley just brutalized. I mean, brutalized uh, Merrick Garland earlier today. Uh, They will join us. This whole issue of parents speaking up at school board meetings. And, you know, being labeled by the Department of Justice as been being weaponized, uh, domestic terrorists, it's insanity. Lindsey Graham also went at Garland today. All three will join us. Kevin McCarthy, Pam Bondi, Leo, Leo 2.0 Terrell, Greg Jarrett. A lot of ground news you won't get from the mob. Nine Eastern, Hannity Fox News. We'll see you then. Back here tomorrow. Thanks for being with us.